0: Welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of Shad Dynasty League, one of many leagues that counts. I'm your host, Dan Balinky, joined as always by my trusted steed, I think that's a horse, and co-host, Devin Rambo. Devin, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Devin. Wow. So good to speak to you again. We've already recorded a podcast, actually, that you haven't heard yet. Uh, there's just some management issues, some things are, um, you know, it's just HR bullshit. Don't worry, that will come out maybe tonight along with this one, but maybe this one will be the first one you've heard, so I don't know if I'm talking to you for the first time or if my sweet, smooth voice has already graced your ears and nestled in and you've tucked me away inside of your brain for a nice, restful sleep. Anyways, I know you were all so excited for a pod. I asked for four likes on my message and I got like eight so that means everybody wants a pod. So why why wait? Let's get everybody what they want. The rookie draft is coming up. It's less than two weeks away. We're all fucking excited, aren't we? Should dynasty league is back. Let me hear it. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yeah! Yeah! Okay, Dave, that's, that was really too much, but thank you. Um, yeah, so let's get right into it. I know you guys cannot wait for football talk, so let's just start with this right now. If you know me, you know I love Trolley Sour Bright Crawlers. Those little gummy worms, they're so freaking tasty. Now, you get a normal pack of these gummy worms, right? They come with the red and the blue, which are fantastic. They're hands down the best. The red and the yellow, a strong second. And the green and the orange, and those things suck. They're all sour, and the citrus, lime, and orange. First of all, wrong combo. Lemon and lime. Who Lime and orange, that makes no sense. They're all sour, and the, with the best thing about the other two is the sweetness of the berry with the sour. Now you're just sour with citrus? Uh-uh. This ain't a lemon head. It's a gummy worm, okay? It just doesn't work. I've made a career off trashing these things. I've long said they should just ditch them. Just have the other two, forget that one. If they can't come up with a third flavor, that's fine. Why does everything have to come in threes? Just the two is fine. Well, anyways... I find this pack of Trolley Sour Bright Crawlers very berry. And as I inspect it, okay, there's the red and blue, tried and true, there again. Ah, there's a blue and purple. That's an interesting combo. You never see a purple on here. And there's a red and purple. Okay, now I'm intrigued, so I go ahead and buy these things. Now, the first thing that sticks out to me here is number one. I'm looking at the back of this, and now they tell you what flavors the colors are. The colors were just there, and you'd use your own mind to paint a picture of what you thought they were. Now, I always assumed that the red and the blue was raspberry and blueberry, right? You've had these gummy worms. That's what you thought, too. That's what everybody thinks. It's red and it's blue. They're raspberry and blueberry. And that's what it says on the very berry pack. But then I look at the original pack. Oh, and that red and blue... Is not raspberry and blueberry. It's grape and blueberry? No, no way. I refuse to believe that that red part is grape. No, wait, I'm sorry. No, it's raspberry and grape. So they claim the blue is not blueberry. Now that makes no goddamn sense. Those things are blue as my balls. There's no way that thing is grape. So why would they do this? Why would they start calling these things on the original pack raspberry and grape right as they come out with a sour, bright crawler, very berry flavor, which prominently features the red and the blue, as I said, the best of the original bunch. Why would they do this? Because this is why. They're now trying to say that the original was red, was 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 sorry, was raspberry and grape. So now, when they make this other pack, which features that same original, the best flavor, they could say they're three brand new flavors because the other one was raspberry and grape, grape, and see this one is raspberry and blueberry. But it's not goddamn true. It's just a conspiracy by this candy company to make them make us think, the sheep consumers, that they have three new flavors, when reality, they just have two. But why lie? We all like that one the best. You could have told us it just prominently features the best flavor with two new, original, tasty, exciting flavors. Why lie? I don't understand it, but what I will tell you is this. For my review of the very berries, I'm eating them, the red and blue, fantastic as always. The other two, meh. They're just meh. Actually, I've been proven wrong. I've made a career off trashing that orange and green nonsense. But now I'm starting to come around to it. It's like the wasabi of a sushi roll. Don't you see? All this berry, it just mumbles into one flavor. And I'm eating it, and I'm like, where's the variety? You know, I need a palate cleanser here. That's what the orange and green was always there for me. I ate it with a frown on my face saying, this is not as good as the other ones, but I didn't realize it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to enhance the flavor of the other ones to make you get down on your goddamn knees and thank the gods that the other ones are there. And also, notably missed is the red and yellow, which, you know, is seen as the Scottie Pippen to red and blues Michael Jordan, but is just fantastic in its own right. Okay, that was my rant for the week. Thank you for listening. Let's not waste any more time, and let's get into Dan's 2020 first round mock draft. All right, folks, at 101, we've got none other than Nick Young. Nick's got the number one pick for being the worst team. Congratulations. Um, And you'd think that Nick needs a lot of help. And we talk a lot about, you know, how bottom feeder teams like Matt and, M- Matt and I last year can meet in the championship. And who knows what happens then? Because I don't I don't remember. Right? I don't remember what happened, what we both made it. Um, and anyways, Nick, you'd think he needs a lot, but he doesn't need as much help as you realize. I mean, he's got a strong running back core. He's got Derrick Henry. He's got Aaron, Aaron Jones. He's got Mark Ingram. Uh, that That's pretty solid. And, you know, the one thing you really need in this league to be competitive is quarterback and running back. I mean, Wide receivers are a plenty. So, especially in Dynasty, you can wait. So, I mean, obviously, that running back core will get him by for one year. It's going to take a hit afterwards, okay? Um, His wide receivers, he's got maybe what you would call a lot of wide receiver twos, but there's enough to be competitive, and his quarterbacks are just dreadful. Um, I mean, he's got what? Uh, Well, he's got Drew Brees, and he's lucky that Drew Brees didn't retire like he was threatening to or else he would have just been completely fucking screwed. Um, and he's got Will Greer and Kyle Allen, who are not starting and who are terrible. And I, I still don't understand why he traded away Carson Wentz. I think that was a huge mistake. So without a doubt, he has to go Burrow here. It is just completely obvious. Now, what really stakes is that he doesn't have a second-round pick. Because what would be perfect for him here would to get Burrow here and then Herbert at 11. That would prime him perfectly. Two young quarterbacks with a decent running back core that you can address next year. Receivers, you can get additional depth and potentially alphas in the later rounds. But without that second round pick, that is going to hurt him. But anyways, if he could do anything to get Herbert if he's falling, I would think it would be a must. To trade back into the second round, which is where he might go. Whatever he's got to give to get this quarterback because I think, especially this year, it will be quite challenging to get one. And next year, he's going to be facing the same situation if Breeze retires. He's going to have to, in the first round, be forced to take another quarterback, which will probably be fine because there'll be some outstanding quarterbacks up there. But it, it just limits his options and his potential. Now, Burrow will start right away for him, obviously. And, you know, Breeze will still be competitive. And, you know, it, it's crazy because this really. I think is a perfect trade down spot in other years because Nick has a varied amount of needs, right? So instead of Burrow, maybe going Tua and then another pick would be fantastic. But the issue is here is that this is just such a loaded class. In the past, obviously there are values to these picks. So let's say 100 is the highest value. So pick 101 has to be ranked 100. In years past, year two might be valued at 80, Pick three, or sorry, pick two might be valued at 80, pick three might be valued at 75, and so on. This year, it's like pick one is worth 100, and pick two is worth 99. There is no ability to move down this year, I feel like, because it's just, everyone's like, well, I mean, I moved down one spot, and I, I still get someone fantastic. Now, there is a clear tier break, which we're gonna get to, but uh, yeah, it's just insane. I think if he made the deal that Drew did with Devin, where he gave Devin one, um, he gives Devin one, and Devin still has three. He gets one and three. And in exchange for one, Nick would get five and nine. Now, I don't know if Devin would do that. He did that for two. You know, maybe there would have to be also other provisions like another first round pick, like he did with Drew, whatever. But that would have been two at five. And then you could get either a stud wide receiver at nine or Herbert. And your team's fucking set. So I actually will get to Drew and Devin in that trade later. But I do think that, w- that would have been an interesting angle for Nick to try to take, was see all the picks that Devin had and say, hey, Devin, you could go 101 and get whoever you want, but Burrow's going to be fucking inc- It would be something if he busted, and if he busts, Nick is fucked. But yeah, I mean, I just think Burrow is a great pick. It's what you got to do here. It will, and it should be Burrow. So Devin's up at two and three. We don't have to even talk that long about this. It will and it should be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is in the best situation. And to me, Jonathan Taylor has the most talent. I know everybody is going to be Dobbins crazy because of OSU. But Jonathan Taylor, historical comps, incredible athlete, amazing production. I just don't know what else you would want. And he's going to a place with an incredible O-line. And yeah, Phillip Rivers isn't as good as... He used to be, and there's some questions, oh, can this guy pass catch? Well, I think he can be talented enough, and he has decent enough hands that he can work with Phillip Rivers. He's going to a great O-line, and I think it's great they have a quarterback who's not pass-happy or doesn't have the arm he once did like Rivers because they're just going to commit to the run game. And I think the Colts D is going to be better this year with DeForest Buckner um, and, like, what, Darius Leonard and a couple other, Rocky Sin, a couple other interesting pieces out there. So I think they'll be a great ground-and-pound team. Uh, I'd like them to win the AFC South anyways. Um, yeah, I think when you look at it like that, it's like, who cares who the quarterback is next year? I know it's a one year deal. Jonathan Taylor could still be a number one running back with that. Um, and I mean, I think Devin is thinner at running back than everybody realizes. Like Eckler did sign, but a lot of people are cooling on him. Um, I always thought he was somehow overrated and simultaneously underdrafted, but, uh, Sanders, Miles Sanders is probably good. I gave it to him. You're welcome. But he's still unproven. We haven't seen him do that for a full season. Um, you know, now he's nursing an injury, so that's not w- promising. And Singletary got mossed. <laughs> Get it? Kazak Moss, So he got mossed. And yeah, I think that just speaks to the coach's faith in him as a full workhorse bell cow, which I don't think they feel that he is that. And I don't think he is that either. They gave Frank Gore like 20 carries inside the five last year and singletary got three so moss i think immediately takes that role which is going to have value if he has any more juice than frank Gore has on a side note frank Gore is not a hall of famer i don't care how long you play god damn it kickers played for 20 years to be in the hall of fame i think at one time you had to have been top three in your position in the league frank Gore was never a top three running back in the league he was just always there he compiled yards. He was long. He had a long career. That's great. That's historic. Good for him. Not a Hall of Famer. Anyways, Devin, uh, if you know, I think he could also use some wide receivers, but there's no point. The field is way too deep this year. Uh, it seems like dart throws. And I mean, this is, this is the best value is just getting the running backs. Um, so that's, that's what he'll do. F4. So Bill gave Julio to get four. And when your first pick is 22, I think that makes sense. I don't think Julio belongs on a lot of dynasty rosters right now unless you're pushing for a championship, which is part of what makes this trade so goddamn curious because where is Bill at here? I mean, of his wide receiving core, he probably looked at it like, look, I'm stacked at receiver. I got Michael Thomas, Tyree Kill, Cortland Sutton, and DJ Chark. I'll get rid of Julio even if he's, you know, maybe not ahead of Michael Thomason scoring this year, but maybe ahead of Tyreek, but he's older, you know, and his time is coming up. So Bill says, fuck it, I'll just get that out of the way now. Um, And I do kind of feel like Julio might help you more than fourth overall if you're winning now, because there is some risk at this pick. It's not like the top two where where, uh, Devin is at. Um, And I don't think Bill is in rebuild. He's only got... After this, three third rounders, and I don't think that's enough capital to rebuild. So I think he is looking and thinking that he can get someone here who is going to give him immediate production, um, you know, and he's just horrid on running back right now. Mack will lose his job before long. Stop this narrative that Marlon Mack is actually good. Marlon Mack is average, running for one of the best O-lines in the league. He's not incredible. Whenever he's a free agent, he will sign for basically nothing and be a backup mark my words, JT will be starting in full by like week three or four. Um, If it weren't for CEH and Damian Williams opting out, JT might have been the first one to secure the starting role. He's also got Tevin Coleman and James Conner, both on last year's of their deals and with a free agent market that is historically stacked. I don't think they'll be getting serious options after this. Tevin might just stay with the Niners on a nice deal, but these are not, yeah. Kareem is probably the most talented running back he has, but who knows how that is going to work with Chubbins and Stefanski. Anyways, if he wants to win, I guess he does need a running back now. But who is it after these top two go? So after the draft, I would have said Acres just because back then it seemed like he had the clearest path to touches. And you'd have potential weights with both Dobbins and Swift, and who the hell knows. Now, I personally... And there's some recent injury concern, and they haven't been practicing the bill, uh, the the lions in general. So we don't know Swift's status. I would go Swift here personally. Um, I think he's a nice mix of Bill's knees. I think he's a win now, and he could be a centerpiece of a rebuild. I think he'll probably overtake that role right around the time when Mac loses his. So that would be a nice um, transition. But at the end of the day, you got to go with your guys. Bill is going to go with the OSU dude, and he's going to go with Dobbins. Um, I don't think anyone would be surprised if Dobbins was the best back in this draft. If we if we look back and, you know, we end up saying that he is the top option, even ahead of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, if we just feel that the Chiefs are throwing the ball more, um, especially if the offensive line deteriorates or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a mark in um, pass protection, then, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. So, you know... Um, I think he has that level of talent to be there and on the right team. So it could happen. So Bill will go J.K. Domins at pick five. At 105, we get to Drew, who's traded down. If I were Drew, I'd go to it easily. To me, quarterback, running back are his biggest holes. Um, actually, you know what? I wouldn't go to it easily because I, I do think his quarterback is an issue. He's way overconfident. His starters are Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, and Teddy Bridgewater, like perfect. You've got quarterback 22, 23, and 24 on your roster. That will never push you over the edge or take you to a playoff. You will always be a middling team with that level of talent. Now, I mean, they're decent bridge guys, and the bigger need is running back. Because, I mean, your top scores from last year at running back are Melvin Gordon, Adrian Peterson, and James White. So you're in trouble. And if you play a little game theory, Tua might have an unprecedented slip in this draft with the amount of teams that are running back needy. And all the teams in between him and, that, and him and his next pick at 9, well, they're pretty set at quarterback, so that's not as much of a concern. And if Tua's gone, he could just go Herbert, but we kind of all know there will be no running back worth picking at 9 that's available at 9. So I think at the end of the day, you do rather take the chance that Tua falls or you have to settle for Herbert, which I still don't think is a bad pick in its own right. Um, then end up with like Keyshawn Vaughn is the next highest available. So he has to take Swift. He's got the most talent and pedigree of any guy. Although, you know, I would grade acres on a curve because of his offensive line, but I love DeAndre Swift. I think he's another one. I'm not just a Lions cocksucker. I mean that. I think he's another one that we could look back and say is one of the best running backs in this draft. Um, okay. Now we're at one Oh six. We come to Dave. Dave's pretty solid all around. I mean, he's on a two-year playoff streak, which, hello, impressive. Um, And I think someone needs to break the seal on wide receiver here. I mean, he's rolling with Cooper Cup, uh, Stephon Diggs, and Robbie Anderson. I don't like that Cup is coming up on a deal, and they drafted Van Jefferson, who is a very similar player to him. Uh, I don't know if they'll be able to afford him. I don't like Diggs in Buffalo. I don't like Robbie in North Carolina. Um, So... I don't really like his situation with wide receivers for the foreseeable future, but with David Montgomery having an injury scare, I think that fear is enough to mix in with the homerism for a deadly cocktail that will push Dave over the edge and have him hit the button on his boy, Cam Akers. So, I mean, Cam is running with the ones and a, apparently has been over Henderson already. I think that's a good sign. He'll probably produce early. I just think when you look three years back and you're going to say, oh, wow, Akers, I would think would be more of a mid-tier running back, and C.D. who is available right now, C.D. Lamb, that is, I think could be top five at his position. But Dave is also in win-now mode, so he really can't be thinking that far ahead, really. Um, and surprisingly, with Mahomes, Matt Ryan, Andrew Locke, Tua will continue to fall but how far will he fall? Well, now we're at 107. And what will Eric do? He will not take Tua. It could be a good move because his third his third quarterback is Trubisky, who, <laughs> folks, it ain't COVID related. The unemployment numbers will not go down in the next few months because Trubisky will be at the front of the goddamn line. Nick Foles is taking over. He's on my roster. He is available. So don't be afraid to hit my line and Eric's got Dak and Deshaun. Both those guys can lead you to the promised land on their own. And he's got way too many other needs. His running back, too, is Peyton Barber. What else needs to be said, folks? He would have to go to Cam Akers here, but now he's screwed because he's gone and it's a huge drop off. You can't go Gibson. You can't go Vaughn. It's way too freaking early and just a value drop. The guy you're going to lose here is just, you, you can't do it. So he's got to go CD Lamb here. Now he has Amari already, which would make you think maybe he goes Jerry Judy to, to kind of spread out his luck. But listen, the only reason Eric is this high is his Dak and Amari stack. Stacks in best ball will take you to the promised land. And they are the only thing that is going to get Eric in to the playoffs. So, I mean, Amari is a nice or sorry, CeeDee is a nice contingency plan for Amari, because he could be out by 2022 despite having a new contract. And if the Cowboys office is offense is really so legit, now you're triple stacked with Dak. I mean, (laughs) if you have three touchdowns between the two of those guys and 150 yards in one game, like, yeah, just start them both at flex every fucking week with Dak. It's points galore. I have no fears about CeeDee Lamb in the future. I think he is the best wide receiver in this draft. I think he has top five potential. um, Easily will be ranked ahead of every single wide receiver that came out last year. Um, And and probably the year before that, I'm trying to think, but yeah, in my head, that sounds right. Um, So, I mean, I think you put Gallup in the slot, let Amari get the best coverage on the outside, leave everything else for CD. Just let him feast. Mark this down. Within the next three years, he will be the clear alpha. And we will be like, that's nutty that Eric got him at seven. But it's a running back needy league, so what are you going to do? Not his most urgent need here, but he's got to go best player available at this point, which we've seen can pay off. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, we're at 108. So now it comes to Matt. Matt's a wild card, and it sucks. He has two picks, I have to predict here, so that's not not helpful. So let's talk about his needs first. Matt's obviously set at quarterback. He has more than he knows what to do with. The team is mostly set at running back because he's got McCaffrey, but his next two up are Chris Carson... And Devonta Freeman, <laughs> he's he's picking up Trubisky on the way to the unemployment line. Uh, Carson's coming off an injury, and he's getting up there. Well, actually, he's not that old. But he needs to leave this draft with a running back, too. On the other hand, his top receivers are, you know, Devonte Parker, who I think he got off waivers last year. And uh Michael Gallup, and you know we just spoke about what I think is happening with Gallup. He's getting damn replaced, so he's got to leave this draft with an alpha receiver. That's a must, and ultimately i'm I'm afraid he could do both, which terrifies me get get his r b two and a receiver and I'm pretty sure Drew's pick at this point would be obvious, so Matt can get both guys in any order. but here, let's just say Judy is the pick. I'm not um yeah I don't know. I'm kind of back and forth on Judy. Um, I'm not uh, totally on board with the Denver offense in general, but I mean, come on one Oh eight. You got to take him and we're at one Oh nine. Wouldn't you know, where's Tua going to fall. It's to drew at nine. Unbelievable. That's insane value. Folks. Believe me, we're coming out with another, we're coming out with a few podcasts this week. One of our next podcasts happens to be redrafting and regrading the 2019 rookie draft. Remember that one? Yeah, ain't that going to be a fun time? And I'll, I'll just give you a secret, folks. You underdraft quarterbacks every goddamn time. Everybody is so eager. oh I need a little running. I need a running back. I need a running back. Well, guess what? At the end of the day, you could get a lot of these running backs. These quarterbacks get snatched up, and there's no getting them. Trust me, folks. I... In in the in the midst of my historic playoff run, I mean, I was duct taped, leaking everywhere, and still made it to the finish line. That's incredible and an achievement in itself, which I think maybe deserves a trophy of its own. But regardless, you know, I burned through Cam Newton injured, Matt Stafford on the IR. Um, uh, who else? Mason Rudolph. I spent ninety or eighty nine dollars of fab on him for. He got benched. Nick Foles got benched, and then I had to get Ryan Tannehill. And I gave up a lot of fucking capital for all those guys I burned through. So, I mean, quarterbacks, at the end of the day, are the most important. They get constantly overlooked in these rookie drafts. And then when you look back at it, it becomes obvious they should go higher. That's exactly what we're going to say here with Tua. Um, the fact that he's falled to nine is just insane. Um, anyways, so if we look at—let's try to think about Drew. So Drew's got an incredible haul right now. He's leaving the draft with Julio, Dobbins, and Tua— that's pretty freaking good. And I think all he would have given up to get here, um, besides, you know, sucking, would be giving up Dalvin Cook. You know, he gave up Dalvin Cook, so he got Bob's pick, That gave, and he sucked, so he was up there at two, and that gave him the capital to trade with Devin. And so I actually think this was a bad move for Devin. Remember, it was Drew's 102, Bob's first in 2021 that Drew had. And in exchange, he got 105, 109, Teddy Bridgewater, and Nikhil Harry. So, you know, Devin had pick three already. Um, you know, he already had Jonathan Taylor. So at five, if he kept three, five, and nine, at five, he gets DeAndre Swift. and nine, he gets Tua. So basically, we're talking about you know he had so he trades basically saying I'll give Dobbins, sorry I'll give Swift and Tua away for C E H. Okay, if this time next year if 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 Clyde Edwards Alaire is ranked running back five, which I know everybody's freaking out, but Kareem Hunt was around running back five when he was on the Chiefs. He wasn't running back one. And say DeAndre Swift by next year is ranked around running back eight. Could you really say, "Hey, wh- wh- whoever owned, if y- if you were trying to get C E H in a first next year, and you offered Tua, Dobbins, Teddy Bridgewater, and Nikhil Harry for all that, I mean, I think that's a smash on on the on the Tua side. Yeah, I think that's very easily. I don't think." The two aside, if they got that the reverse of that deal, CEH and a first for all that, I don't think they would say yes. It's too much. So I think actually how it shakes out, I've I've turned around on this. I think Drew won that trade. Now, I don't think Drew won trading um for Julio, because I just don't see that as part of his plan. It would have, to me, just been better to have kept the capital and drafted Young. He's not winning anytime soon. What is so julio great we'll be on your roster for two years and then retire and two years while you're rebuilding so i don't know i wouldn't do it but i'm not true anyways uh pick 10 back to matt he needs running back help we talked about that but i mean look at 10 okay you got vaughn got low draft capital ronald jones is in the way they signed LaShawn McCoy. He's on the COVID list. It's a complicated offense to learn. He was a Juco transfer. He's almost 24 years old, so it's not that long-term of a proposition. Um, he literally, Tom Brady illegally practiced and worked out like 90 times this summer, and Keyshawn Vaughn was not at one of those. <laughs> Divine Ogsigbo was at more of them, so just bad signs all the way. Um So I think Matt's a wild card. And guess what? He's going Justin Herbert. Dan, wait, what the? You just said he's loaded at quarterback. We know that's what he did last year. He double-tapped that quarterback in rounds one and two with Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones. But why is he going to take another one? Well, look, look, how much better is Vaughn or anybody, Gibson, whoever you can get here, than whoever's going to be available in the late second, who is also probably a backup? I mean, that's a crapshoot. Now, there will not be a quarterback starter by then, and Matt knows the scarcity value here. Plus, he's secretly not as loaded anymore. Eli Manning is gone from the league and his roster. Andy Dalton, Jacoby Brissett are out of jobs. And, I mean, I like Kyler Murray. I'm not very convinced in Josh Allen long-term. The Bills are a great team, and when you really dig deep into it, (laughs) Their lowest position score has to go to quarterback. He is the biggest liability on that team, despite giving them a lot of energy and juice. He's just still not an accurate passer. He's a terrible decision maker, and he just gets away with shit because he runs and scrambles and has a pretty good O-line. Now, I'm not convinced long-term in Daniel Jones either, so goes quarterback here, that gives him four solid quarterbacks, and in in a year with COVID and all this other crazy shit, you're gonna need that. Okay, Well, oh man, this is so crazy. See, we're only doing a first round draft and so my first pick is 11, so I can't tell you what I'm thinking, you, you just can't know what I'm going to do, ah, that sucks, because you know what, we can only do a first round, because the next round is too hard to predict, and I don't want you to know what I'm thinking about these guys when I actually have a couple picks in it, so that's all for the podcast, um, That this is the end of the mock draft series, this is all we're doing, it's only the first round, um, so hey, we hope you've enjoyed it. We're so looking forward to a fantastic season and another year of Sha Dynasty League. And, ah, uh, damn. Ain't it feel good to be back? All right. Goodbye.